0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 187 of the Locked On New York Rangers Podcast. I am your host, John Chick. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbarcom and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off of your first order. And one want to... Talk a little bit more about free agency today, and specifically, we're going to shift our attention away from the Rangers' impending free agents and actually look around the league a little bit and try to figure out if there's any players that the Rangers might be interested in bringing in next season. And I've said this before I don't think this is a season where the Rangers just go nuts and just start spending left and right and wheeling and dealing and going crazy and treating it like a video game. Uh, I I don't think the Rangers are going to be all that splashy in free agency this season, but I definitely do think there are some players that they will bring in. I mean, there's definitely going to be at least a couple. You always have to do some patchwork, but I think there's some guys that could really help this team. I've identified a few of them. I think we got about six on the list or so, so we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, I want to talk about the situation regarding Vitaly Kravtsov, and he, for anyone who missed it, has been loaned by the Rangers to KHL Tractor for 2020-2021. Uh, the important caveat here is that the Rangers can recall him at any point, so he's still eligible to play in the NHL next season. The KHL is scheduled to open on September 2nd. The NHL's very tentative opening date for next season, the last I heard, was December 1st, and that is definitely not set in stone. So, obviously Kravtsov has some time to play some more hockey in the KHL if that's what he desires to do and the Rangers have cooperated here. They have loaned him to a tractor of the KHL. Uh, The seasons do overlap and again the most important thing to keep in mind here is that the Rangers can bring him back anytime they wish. So if they want to assign him to AHL Hartford or if they want to just throw him right out there onto the garden rink and have him play for the Rangers they can do that as well. So there are a couple different ways to look at this but overall, I think it's a good thing that Kravtsov is getting a chance to play some more hockey. He is just 20 years old. This was his first season with the Hartford Wolfpack this past year. He underwhelmed a little bit. I think he's somebody who could probably still use a little bit more seasoning. I know there were some Ranger fans going into the playoffs. He was included on the Rangers postseason roster, but I think he was always kind of a long shot to make his NHL debut in the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Hurricanes this past season. But it doesn't mean that we won't get a glimpse of Kravtsov next season. I think he's somebody who definitely could debut for the Rangers at some point in 2020, 2021, I don't think he's quite as likely as Ke'Andre Miller because I know that these are two of the Rangers' top prospects both former first round picks. Both guys at Ranger fans are looking forward to see uh, skate for the Rangers. And I think K. Andre Miller, there's an opportunity there given the fact that he's a defenseman. And you know, the Rangers defense left a little bit to be desired at certain points last season. The Rangers are rebuilding. I think K. Andre Miller, especially if he plays well in the AHL, I think there's a very good chance we eventually see him skating with the Rangers next season. With Krafts off, it's not such a slam dunk because I don't think we want another Leah Anderson situation here where we just call up Kraftsoff to the Rangers just for the sake of calling him up and then we just throw him out there on the fourth line and he's you know surrounded by guys who can't score goals and he plays six or seven minutes a night. I don't think that's a recipe for success for Kraftsoff. So I don't know. I don't know if he makes his debut for the Rangers next season. I think it's about 50-50 right now. Very hard to know for sure especially uh given the fact that we haven't even gone through free agency yet so we don't know who the rangers are going to keep who they're going to bring in how that might open a spot for kraftsoff but it's at least a possibility that we see him with the rangers next season but again uh definitely an underwhelming first season with the Wolfpack last year at least as far as point totals are concerned he skated in 39 games at hartford just six goals and nine assists there are some ranger fans you know you go on social media and you know we all tend to like overreact to things i think that's fair uh And, you know, you got people saying, oh, you know, he's a bust. Let's not go nuts. I mean, I will admit, listen, he has not gotten off to the type of start that maybe Ranger fans would have liked. But again, just 20 years old, he has yet to make his NHL debut. And if it makes anybody feel any better, you look back at the 2018 NHL draft, Kravtsov was the number nine overall pick in that draft. I'm looking at the list here, and I don't see anybody who the Rangers could have had instead of Kravtsov that has gotten off to just an incredible start in his NHL career. I mean, listen, this draft was only two years ago. So there's a lot of players there who have yet to make their NHL debut. Just like Kravtsov, a lot of these guys where the book is still kind of being written, but there's nobody that was taken at you know 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 or 14, where you look at it and go, oh my God, why didn't the Rangers take such and such? Uh, now, Brady Kachuk was taken during this draft, but he went number four overall, so there's nothing the Rangers could do there. Uh, they took Krafts off and it could still work out in the end here for the Rangers. Like I said, I don't think it's a negative that he's playing for KHL Tractor this season. Again, he's looking to get a little bit more seasoning, and the Rangers can bring him back over to the States uh, whenever they see fit. And we'll just have to wait and see if he makes his Ranger debut this season. If he doesn't make it this season, I think next season you can probably pencil him in. Even if he continues to struggle in the AHL and doesn't put up the type of offensive numbers that you'd like to see, I think at a certain point, when you take somebody in the first round, sooner or later, you kind of just have to throw them out there and say, "Okay, go get it. Let's see what we've got here. Let's see what happens. Let's see if maybe uh, moving him up to the NHL from the AHL, just kind of sparks him a little bit, lights a fire under him. Maybe if he's out there with the right players, that bodes well for him as well. We'll just have to wait and see. But again, I don't think anybody needs to go nuts. I don't think we need to uh, panic just yet. Again, he's not off to the best start that we want to see from a guy that we took in the first round, number nine overall. But let's not hit the panic button too much just yet. Again, just 20 years old, still kind of honing his craft. And like we said, you know, we might end up seeing him with the Rangers at some point this season coming up. I mentioned the 2018 NHL draft, and the other interesting thing here is that the Rangers themselves actually had two other picks in the first round that year, and they were Ke'Andre Miller and Nils Lundqvist, and I think right now, they seem to be the better bets to step onto the Ranger roster and contribute. Uh, For Miller, I mean, to me, I don't want to say it's a slam dunk, but... I think at some point, you're going to see K. Andre Miller on the Rangers next season. It could be as soon as opening night. I get the feeling they'll let him kind of uh, develop a little bit with Hartford. But as soon as there's an opening, whether somebody isn't playing well or whether there's an injury, whatever it might be, I think eventually Ke'Andre Miller works his way onto the Rangers next season. Colin Stevenson, we had him as a guest on the show the last couple of days here. He covers the team for Newsday Sports, and he opined that Lundqvist kind of seems like he's more on track to arrive in 2021-2022 as far as when he'll make his Ranger debut. And so we'll just have to wait and see, but Ranger fans have to be excited about this. Uh, Ke'Andre Miller, Nils Lundqvist, both guys who can be two-way defensemen for this team. And with craftsoff again, not off to the start that everybody would have liked, but I mean, the book has not been written for Kraftsoff and he definitely has a chance to eventually contribute to the Rangers at some point. Today's episode of Locked on Rangers is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, let's have some fun here. Dive right into free agency. Some important notes right off the bat here. First of all, the salary cap is flat this year at $81.5 million, and again, I've been saying all along, I don't expect the Rangers to really go nuts in free agency. I don't expect them to target that elite tier of free agents. Guys like Taylor Hall, and Alex Pietrangelo, and Tyson Berry, and Tory Krug. I don't think those guys end up being Rangers next season. You never know for sure. Maybe they throw us a curveball. Maybe they go all in on a guy like Torrey Krug, a great two-way defenseman, but... Again, I you're eventually going to have to pay some of your own guys. You just brought in Artemi Panarin on a huge contract this past season. I think it behooves the Rangers to kind of just do some patchwork this year in free agency, especially because I don't think this is the deepest free agent class that we've ever seen. So this isn't the year to kind of reach for players. It doesn't mean the Rangers can't possibly make a run at one of those guys I just mentioned, but I'm just overall, I'm just not expecting it. I'm not expecting it. So I'm also not going to pay any attention to goalie because... We've got our goalie, it's Igor Shosturkin, and probably at least one of Lundqvist or Georgiev will be back next season. If not, then maybe you're looking at a call-up from Hartford as far as who will back up Shosturkin next season, or maybe the Rangers do go into free agency and they pick up you know, an inexpensive uh, veteran to be the backup to Shosturkin next season. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but I think it's a pretty good bet that either Georgiev or Lundqvist is back with the team next season, and so you're setting goal. you got Shosturkin, and then you've got either Georgiev or Lundqvist. So with all that said... Let's go ahead and start at wing. And I'm going to throw a guy I've always liked. He might be a little bit too pricey for the Rangers, especially considering that, you know, they're looking pretty good at the wing overall right now. But I'm going to go with Tyler Toffoli, 28 years old. He can play right wing or left wing. Just a very good all around player. And I think for a lot of years uh, playing with the Los Angeles Kings, you know, he won a Stanley Cup there. But I think he had his hands tied a little bit because the Kings, they play such a defensive oriented style of hockey. It's defense first there. Uh, In 58 games with the Kings this year, he had just 18 goals and 16 assists, but then he gets traded to the Canucks right at the deadline, and immediately uh, there's an uptick in his scoring. And it's a very small sample size, but in 10 games with Vancouver, he gets six goals and four assists. So... Again, a very small sample size, but that is very impressive to just jump on the ice with your new teammates and immediately find that kind of chemistry, immediately find that scoring touch. Now, Toffoli, he made his NHL debut in 2012-2013. He has played in 525 career regular season games. He has 145 goals and 155 assists for a total of 300 points. It doesn't really jump off the page. But again, you got to remember, he's putting up these kinds of numbers with a Kings team that Really focuses on defense, and it's fair to wonder that you know again he's still just 28 years old, so it's fair to wonder if his scoring output could increase in a team that you know focuses on offense a little bit more than the Kings do. The Kings they love to grind out those two to one wins, and that's all well and good. It led to them winning a couple of Stanley Cups, but I don't know that Toffoli ever really kind of spread his wings there the way that he might be able to in a different setting. And coming into the playoffs this season, we talked a lot about how the Rangers really lacked postseason experience. Uh, about half the roster had never appeared in a playoff game. Well, Toffoli, he's played 49 Stanley Cup playoff games and counting because the Canucks are still playing hockey right now. Uh, they got a big 5-2 to win against the Vegas Golden Knights last night. They evened the series at 1-1. Last night was just Toffoli's second game of the playoffs because he was injured in game one of the qualifying round series against the Minnesota Wild. So, what does he do when he returns last night? You know, just scores a goal, picks up two assists and leads the Canucks to a very much needed five to two victory against the Knights to even the series. That was after they had lost five nothing, so they really needed to bounce back into fully obviously leading the charge there. And again, it's definitely possible that Toffoli might just be a little bit too expensive for the Rangers to reach out and pick him up in free agency, but you know, I like his versatility, the fact that he can play both wings, I like the fact that he's playoff tested, and I like the fact that I think there could be some untapped upside here as far as his offensive production is concerned, because again, he played his whole career with the Kings, it's defense first when you play for the Los Angeles Kings, and I think it's fair to wonder, has his offensive output been hampered by playing in a defense first system for basically his entire career. Uh, really his whole career except this uh, last half season with the Canucks here. But we'll see. You know, maybe you think that Tyler Toffoli, a little bit too expensive for the Rangers, not somebody that they should necessarily be reaching for. Again, he came with a $4.6 million cap hit this past season. I think he might be in line for something similar going forward uh, being 28 years old and given that the salary cap is flat this season. I, th- I think about that same price tag is just about right for Toffoli. Uh Maybe Maybe that's a little bit too expensive for the Rangers, especially when you consider they're going to have to pay some of their own guys going forward, and they have greater areas of need as far as the current team is concerned. I don't think, you know, right wing, left wing, I think they're deeper there than they are at certainly center and probably at defense as well. So, yeah, maybe maybe you're not feeling Tyler Toffoli. Maybe you think that's a little bit too expensive and that money would be best spent elsewhere. And I hear you if you're of that opinion. So let me toss out another winger who I think is more cost-effective than Tyler Toffoli, and that's going to be Wayne Simmons. Now, Hang on. Stay with me. I know a lot of Ranger fans probably aren't necessarily the biggest fan of Simmons. He played for the Flyers for a lot of years. He was involved in a lot of dust-ups with the Rangers. I get it. But... Something we've heard about ever since the Rangers were eliminated from the playoffs from basically every angle, from fans on Twitter to analysts to basically everyone, saying that the Rangers need a little bit more edge, a little bit more snarl. Uh, personally, I think it's a little bit overblown just because they have players that have some snarl. They've got Jacob Truba. They've got Tony D'Angelo. They've got Brian Lemieux. And I know Lemieux and D'Angelo, you know, they're both restricted free agents. They're not locks to be back with the team next season, but... This year's Ranger team, I thought, had a decent amount of snarl and toughness. I mean, you could always stand to add more, but I didn't really consider it a liability as much as a lot of other people seem to. But with all that said, yes, you could always use a little bit more edge, a little bit more nastiness, a little bit more snarl. I think Wayne Simmons can definitely add that to this Ranger team. Uh, His scoring has been on the decrease for several years. He had a 60-point season with the Flyers. In 2015-2016, that was his career best. It tied for his career best. In every season since then, his point totals have dropped. It's gone from 60 to 54 to 46 to 30 and 25 this past season, splitting the year between New Jersey and Buffalo. However, something to keep in mind here as far as why Simmons' numbers, his offensive numbers might be on the decline. Uh, He has played for four teams in each of the last two years combined. So he hasn't really kind of found a home anywhere these last couple of years. So maybe if you pick up Simmons on an affordable two-year deal, then maybe he settles in, gets a chance to establish some chemistry with his new teammates, and maybe his point total uh, season uptick as a result. I don't know that he's going to go back to 60 points, but could he go back to 35, 40 points? Yeah, I definitely think that's possible. It all depends on how the Rangers would use him and who his line mates would be And if he would get any time on the power play, that never hurts anybody either. But just as a quick side note here, I have no idea why the Sabres were interested in Wayne Simmons this past year because they weren't in contention, and they acquired him from the Devils in exchange for a conditional fifth-round draft pick. And you could say, oh, well, you know, the Sabres, they just missed out on the 2014 playoff tournament. Maybe they thought they could get in. That's true. They did just miss. But this deal was made before anyone knew that there were going to be 24 teams in the playoffs this year. The Sabres had dropped out of playoff contention if it was going to be a 16-team tournament. So it just didn't make any sense. Why would a team not in playoff contention add a 32-year-old who is on an expiring contract? And look, I get it. It was only a fifth-round pick that they gave up to get him. And maybe they thought that they could convince him to stick around. But I don't know. I don't think I would give up anything if I'm Buffalo in that situation. I'm looking to, to sell, not to buy. But that's another... Point here for the Rangers is that Simmons was acquired at the trade deadline last year for a fifth round pick. And it was definitely a seller's market at the deadline this past season. If you look at some of the players that were dealt right around the deadline, uh, teams were playing pretty free and loose with a lot of their draft picks. I mean, trading away second rounders, a couple of second rounders, two seconds and a third. Uh, A lot of players really were on the move for more than you thought that they might net in return. So for Simmons to be had for just a fifth round draft pick, and again, he only played seven games with Buffalo. He only had one assist. So it's not like he did anything with them either. I got to believe he's going to come very, very cheap in free agency. And If you're the Rangers, then why not roll the dice here a little bit and maybe just bank on him bouncing back if he finds a place that he can finally call his home and stay in one spot for more than half of a season. And here's the other thing. Even if Simmons does not regain the scoring touch, you've still got a guy who's going to fight for the puck, go to the dirty parts of the rink, uh, dish out some big hits, play good defensive hockey. So maybe he becomes a prototypical fourth-line player, and maybe that's his role if he signs with the Rangers. I think he'd be a step up from guys like Greg McHague and Michael Haley, and Stephen Fogarty, wouldn't you? And I don't think he'll be considerably more expensive than any of those guys either. So you're getting a player who, at the very least, is going to play tough physical hockey for you. Somebody who could fill a a role, a need that the Rangers have on the fourth line there, and gives your team some more snarl. So I think there's a lot to like here. You don't go nuts. You don't sign him to a long-term deal. I think you bring him in on a one- or two-year deal tops. I don't think Simmons coming off of the recent season that he's had is going to be in a position where he can expect for much more than that or ask for a lot more than that. So, yeah, I think it's a good move for the Rangers. It's a savvy move. You don't have to spend a lot of money here. And also keep in mind that there's at least a little bit of uncertainty at right wing for the Rangers. Jesper Foss could be gone in free agency. Pavel Buchnevich, his name comes up constantly in trade rumors, and he's a free agent after next year. Uh, Julian Gauthier, definitely an unfinished product. Kako is at right wing, but you're going to need more than just Capo. Kako. So I think Simmons makes some sense. A guy that, you know, kind of like Jesper Foss, basically he'd be a cheaper version of Jesper Foss. And again, I hope the Rangers can find a way to bring back Foss, but... I'm just not so sure how realistic that is. So if you want a cheaper alternative, a guy that you can kind of move up and down the lineup a little bit, and a guy who brings some toughness and some snarl to your team, Wayne Simmons. I think I think it makes a lot of sense for the Rangers to at least look into him once free agency begins. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Roman. Talking about Ed isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my bojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. We move on to center, and arguably this is the biggest position of need for the Rangers. Unfortunately, I'm not really seeing a ton of big time free agents at that position this season, so we'll try to get a little bit creative here. I'll toss out a couple of names. There's nobody that really jumped off the page for me as much as there was at wing and also at defense. We'll get into the defenseman in just a second here, but I'll toss out a couple of names for you guys, and you guys can mull it over a little bit. Uh, you've got Eric Halla, he's a center for the Panthers. A little bit more of a defensive center, could be a nice depth piece. For the Rangers, 85 goals and 90 assists in 405. Career games with the Minnesota Wild, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Florida Panthers. Still just 29 years old, he had a cap hit of 2.75 million this past season. I would imagine he'd come in somewhere around that same total, so he could be affordable if the Rangers want to go down that road. Somebody who maybe kind of sticks with the Rangers for two or three years, a little bit of a stopgap option until the Rangers can either develop a center or bring in another center via free agency or via a trade. But Eric Holla, a defensive center, and somebody who can. Kind going to stick his nose in there and be be a tough player for the Rangers, add maybe a little bit more snarl to the team. And then you've also got, tossing out another name, Carl Soderberg. Uh, The one issue with Soderberg, he's about to turn 35 years old, so that could give some people some pause, including myself. But another pretty solid two-way center who's going to be out there on the free agent market. And at a position where the Rangers really lack depth, I think he could make some sense, at least on maybe like a one-year deal. Once again, kind of like a stopgap. I don't think either Eric Halla or Carl Soderberg becomes a guy who— just becomes a staple on the Rangers, and is somebody that you're going to build around. But you're going to have to have some centers on your team, and if Ryan Strom leaves in free agency, and that could go either way, uh, you're going to have to bring some people in because all that you're left with, I mean, Mika Zabanejad, we don't have to worry about him, but you've got Philip Hedel who you know, we're all hopeful that he takes that next step, but I don't know that it's necessarily a slam dunk, so he's an option. Uh, You've also got Brett Howden. You hope that he continues to develop at least a little bit, but I think it would definitely behoove the Rangers to bring in at least one center next season, especially if Ryan Strom leaves in free agency. And really, even if Strom does not leave in free agency, I think it makes sense to bring in another center. And, Really, I mean, this is a position of need for the Rangers, so I'm going to have to dive deeper. I'm going to have to try to find some true bargains out there on the free agency market. I'm going to do that in a future episode. We could spend an entire episode maybe addressing this area of need for the Rangers, but for the time being, I got to toss out two former Rangers who I actually believe could make some sense here. And the first one is Derek Broussard. And I know, I know that's kind of become a running joke on this show that I want the Rangers to bring back Derek Broussard. I get the fact that he's older. He's 32 years old. He's been a healthy scratch for the Islanders in some of their playoff games, but he would also come dirt cheap. He would be a popular player returning to the locker room. I think he could kind of be reignited by a return to the Rangers, which is where he spent the best years of his career. And he carried a cap hit of just $1.2 million last season. And so if the Rangers... If the Rangers can't afford to re-sign Ryan Strom, or if they just choose not to, they decide that he's going to get too much money than it's worth for them, then give me Derek Broussard back on this team next season, because I think if Strom leaves, uh, Philip Hedel should probably get the first crack at becoming the new center on the Panarin line. But if that doesn't work out, and Hedel just doesn't develop as fast as you would like, then maybe Broussard gets a chance up there as well. Maybe you guys think I'm crazy. Maybe I'm being a little too nostalgic for a player that I really liked uh, in the past on the Rangers. And again, I know it's kind of becoming like a running joke on this podcast, but I would love to see a reunion with Derek Broussard on the Rangers next season. I think at the very least, he could be a bottom six center, uh, somebody who just gives you a little bit of depth, and somebody who could step up into a top six forward role if needed. I mean, maybe you guys want to aim a little bit higher than a 32-year-old Derek Broussard. I get that, but I think, you know, especially if Strom doesn't come back, there could be a fit there. And if the Rangers are definitely looking to save some money, then I think Broussard comes cheap, and he would make some sense. you got to have a couple of veterans in the locker room. That's something we've talked about in the past as well. And uh, what better veteran than somebody who's already played with the Rangers, somebody who's already won a lot of playoff games with the Rangers, and somebody who knows how to succeed in New York. And speaking of former Ranger centers, how about Brian Boyle? And, uh, you know, Boyle, he's even older. He's going to turn 36 in December. But if free agency starts this year... And the Rangers don't really feel good about overpaying some of the bigger name centers who are out there on the market. And if Ryan Strom leaves in free agency and you start to panic a little, and oh my gosh, how are we going to fill out this roster next season? How, who's going to play center for us? Then maybe Brian Boyle's your guy. I mean, he had a cap hit of just $940,000 last year. So someone who will clearly be affordable and someone who could make sense on a one year deal. Again, just a stopgap option for the Rangers if there's nobody better, frankly, that they can pick up at center. I think. He could make some sense. And something else that I want to toss out there in favor of bringing back Boyle is he is solid on faceoffs. He has won 51.4% of the faceoffs he has taken in his career. I know that doesn't really jump off the page, but you got to remember the Rangers did not have a single center this past season who won even half of his draws. So to me, just the idea of having at least one guy who wins more faceoffs than he loses uh, sounds pretty nice. And you know, Boyle's got size, which is something else that the Rangers could stand to add more of. Uh, the guy's basically a tree on skates. He is six foot six, two 245 pounds. And again, if the Rangers miss out on some other guys in free agency at center and they have some holes to fill at that position, then I think it's worth definitely picking up the phone, giving Brian Boyle a call, and seeing if he can't get a deal done. Again, I don't think you break the bank for him. I don't think you give him anything other than a one-year deal considering his age, but There are worse options. I mean, if it's a position that you're really struggling to fill going into next season, I think Brian Boyle as a top six center uh, could definitely make some sense for this team. Let's move on to defensemen. This is definitely an area where the Rangers could use some help. A guy I really like is Ben Hutton. Hutton spent this last season with the Kings after playing the previous four with the Vancouver Canucks. He is 27 years old. He also plays on the left side, which is where the Rangers... Definitely need the most help as far as the blue line is concerned. And if anyone needs a refresher, the left side is typically filled by Ryan Lingren, Brendan Smith, and Mark Stahl. The right side is occupied by Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, Tony D'Angelo. So clearly the left side is the one that needs more work between the two. And I think Hutton would fit right in. He's a big guy, six foot two, two 206 pounds. This past season he had 51 hits and 76 block shots in 65 games. You're not going to get a ton of offense from Hutton, but... He does chip in with an assist every now and then. In 341 career games, he has 15 goals and 71 assists. And at 27, I think he's a good age for the Ranger rebuild. Uh, The fact that he plays the left side is big because that's where the Rangers definitely need the most help. And I think he should be fairly affordable. I mean, he carried just a $1.5 million cap hit this past season with the Kings. He's someone who could be in line for a little bit of a raise, but I think he'd still be uh, pretty affordable for the Rangers. And looking at his career trajectory, uh, he's someone who I think has kind of established a pretty solid floor for himself, and he's got a decent ceiling as well. And so if you sign him to, say, I don't know, three, maybe a four-year deal, I think you can feel pretty good about it if you're the Rangers, because that deal, he'll still be in his early 30s when the deal expires. So just a steady player, provide a little bit of stability to what right now is an area of weakness at left defense. So I like Ben Hutton. Another guy I want to toss out there, a guy who I've always liked is Mark Borowiecki of the Ottawa Senators. And I've been seeing, you know, a lot of Ranger fans, they're calling for more toughness. They want more snarl. They want more grit. They want more hitting. Well, here you go. This is your guy. Uh, first of all the basics he's 31 years old and this past season he was one of just nine players in the NHL to rack up more than 120 hits and more than 120 block shots and he did it in just 53 games and he's just a fun player he's an absolute hit machine in 375 career games get this 375 career games he has 1,576 hits you heard that correctly 375 games, 1,576 hits, so he has averaged more than 4 hits per game for his career. Uh, Do not expect scoring. He doesn't really do much to chip in as far as points are concerned, but again, the Rangers, we've already got enough defensemen who can score, and Borowiecki just doesn't need to be one of them. In 375 career games, he has just 15 goals and 36 assists, although oddly enough, uh, he ended up putting up a career-high 7 goals and a career-high 11 assists this past season, so who knows, maybe he's starting to... uh, You know, find ways to chip in offensively at least a little bit. He is a little bit older, 31 years old, but I don't think he's going to command some enormous contract on the free agent market. So, maybe like a two-year deal could make some sense here for the Rangers. can got to be one of those stopgap defensemen on this team until someone else either develops for the Rangers or until the Rangers can land uh someone a little bit better uh, via trade, via free agency in future seasons. And he had a cap hit of just $1.2 million this past year. So maybe he gets a slight raise, but he's definitely someone I think the Rangers could afford on a short-term deal here. And again, just a fun player. I mean, he's all over the ice just delivering hits, uh, averages more than four per game. So a fun... Fun player to watch, a big guy, plays with some edge, plays with some snarl, and uh, somebody that I think could make some sense for the Rangers on their blue line next season. One last defenseman I wanted to toss out there is Dylan DeMello. And not exactly a household name, But he's someone who caught my eye for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, his age. He's just 27 years old. And then also the fact that he carried a cap hit of just $900,000 with the Senators this past season. So another Ottawa defenseman. Uh, He did get traded to the Jets at the deadline. And we're not going to count on him for a ton of points if he comes to the Rangers next year. He has just seven goals and 57 assists in 269 career NHL games with the Sharks, Senators, and Jets, but he's physical, 105 hits in 59 games this past season, also 77 blocked shots. I don't really expect DeMello to become a perennial all-star with the Rangers, but I do see him as someone who can step in and be a stay-at-home type defenseman. Uh, Forget about offensive defensemen for this because we've got plenty of those and another couple on the way. We've got Jacob Truba. We've got Tony D'Angelo. If he sticks around, we've got Adam Fox. And then coming down the pipe, you've also got Candre Miller and Nils Lundqvist. So I don't think we have to go crazy. I mean. Two way defensemen are nice, don't get me wrong, but I don't think we have to go out there and just, you know, spend a fortune to get another two way defenseman in the fold for the Rangers. Just get somebody like DeMello, somebody who can stay back in his own end of the ice and just do a good job, just be a steady force. Basically, we're looking for another Ryan Lindgren type, and I think DeMello fits the bill. And when you add in the fact that he made just $900,000 this past year, uh, he certainly seems like an affordable piece for for the Rangers. You're not going to go out and grab him for your fantasy hockey team or anything like that, but again, someone who I think uh, has a decent floor. He's shown himself to be a solid defenseman in this league, and he doesn't even necessarily have to be a top four defenseman. I think uh, you know if he's on the third pairing, that's fine, but someone who should come relatively affordable and somebody I think would be an upgrade probably on Brennan Smith or Mark Stahl, and he's younger than each of them as well. So yeah, I like Dylan DeMello. A little bit of a under-the-radar free agent, somebody that isn't exactly a household name yet, but somebody who I think could do well for the Rangers. The one thing working against him is that he typically plays right defense, and the Rangers' biggest issues are at left defense. But still, someone worth monitoring when free agency begins. But that's going to do it for today, guys. You know, I really feel like we're only starting to scratch the surface here as far as available free agents are concerned. This is something we're going to dive back into again. Uh, Maybe we'll even do like a second wave of free agents that I think could make some sense with the Rangers. And again, I don't think they're going to go crazy in free agency. I don't think they're going to pursue the top top guys but there's always some work to be done there's always some under the radar players that you could bring in and make your team better that's kind of what I was looking for here today I mean Tyler Toffoli he's probably a top 10 free agent this year and he might be a little bit too pricey for the Rangers but maybe not maybe they like Toffoli maybe they go after him Uh, but either way you know the Rangers definitely going to have some interesting decisions to make when free agency starts both with their own free agents and with guys from around the league but that will do it for today again we are not done talking about free agency we will dive back into this at a later date certainly when free agency starts. That's all we're going to be talking about. But again, that will do it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.